Hey fellow listeners, welcome to the second episode of our podcast. Sagar, tell our listeners what we'll be discussing today. Uh, so from today on uh, we are starting a new segment it's called adaptations and misadaptations adaptations and misadaptations is all about novels and their cinematic adaptations we are going to discuss both the novel and as well as the cinematic adaptation so from today's episode we are starting this new series by discussing the guide by rk narayan and its counterpart the film adaptation guide by vijay anand Hmm. So I have a question. Yeah. Was it the first novel that was ever adapted as a cinema in India? Uh not really. Uh there have been many adaptations, many literary text adaptations and many uh novel adaptations which are from the like regional languages. Okay. Uh but if you ask if this is the first modern novel adaptation. Hmm. I'd say yes. And now that you mentioned the word modern novel adaptation, yeah, it reminds me about why this novel is so special in an Indian context. Mm-hmm. You know, post independence, most of our literature had a baggage. It 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 was either to influence the country towards a positive state. That is, it had a it, it the literature spoke about a social issue or uh, something that the government wanted to ingrain in the minds of the people. But this was. a pure story it was uh, art for art's sake uh-huh. it was just uh, something that you would it, it had no hidden agenda it had no social issue it spoke about it was just the story of a normal man in india yeah and how he would live in that post independent india yeah hmm now you tell me something about the movie then So uh, the movie, I'd like to tell uh, R.K. Narayan's reaction about the movie. Actually, mm-hmm. so R.K. Narayan famously wrote a review of the film, and he titled it "The Misguided Guide." <laughs> so uh, I couldn't find the text, but uh, I wanted to basically like uh, sum uh, it down to what he wanted to say. What were his problems with it, basically? So if any one of the listeners could find the text, yeah, please do send it to us. Uh, so basically the problem with the film is that uh, the novel has a very rooted setting mm. uh, that is uh, the south indian village uh, malgudi it's a fictional uh-huh. small town fictional south indian small town rk narayan has like literally developed it uh, in the time of some 3 decades mm. uh, and uh, the setting is taken from that uh, malgudi to udaipur okay mm. and uh, like because of the setting there are a lot of cultural differences and everything the setting is the major major change but there are also some major changes uh, regarding the characters and everything we'll get into that slowly but this is the major change well it's so you're saying it was totally different from the novel yeah but uh, from the sound of it it still sounds like a pretty good movie so though it is an adaptation and it's not exactly what the novel is trying to say if you see the guide the movie as an independent film how would you treat it then if i see this as an independent film i'd say this is a pretty good film actually mm-hmm. again like pretty good would be like i don't know it's a sin to say it's pretty good it's a classic yeah pretty good would be an understatement yeah so because again like here this 
the the so called the misguided guide as the name is told um, this film is made under like uh, pretty different circumstances actually mm-hmm. so if uh, you consider the guide's story as a story mm. there are three different versions of the story available to us mm. one is the story uh, which is written by arkin arayan for his novel okay the second one is uh, guide made by vijay anand in hindi hmm and the third version is there is an Indi- uh, like english version of uh, the guide okay have was you ever heard about it was it made in india i, I this is the first time i'm hearing about it. yeah because uh, devanand had like big hollywood plans at that time <laughs> and uh, it was directed by tad danielowski oh uh-huh. uh, so this guy came, like these people came down here Mm-hmm. and uh, they spoke to RK Narayan and uh, bo- this uh, thing was supposed to be shot simultaneously in hindi as well as in english mm. but again like they decided that the english thing will have its own script and the hindi thing will have its own script so that's mm. how three versions of the same story exist today so the third version i have never seen that so yeah. one, the the one, world has never seen the daylight of it in india at least Uh-huh. So there is a bootlegged version of the Hollywood adaptation which is available on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. It would have been fun to listen Devan and talk in English. Yeah, and especially Wahida Rahman because I heard that uh, I mean I've read that she uh, did a lot of work on her accent and everything. Oh. Yeah. So over here uh, like this uh, three versions of the story came to existence and the guide as we all know uh, is a non-linear narrative structure right so the film the guide is slightly uh, okay it is a non-linear but it is not like uh, the the narrative shift is very slow most of the story takes place in the past mm-hmm. tell me more about the setting okay the coming back to the setting uh, see uh, okay i'll first start with the trivia actually mhm satyajit ray tried to adapt this novel actually Wow. And after reading this novel, he thought, you know, he wouldn't be able to do justice to this. Was this after the Apu trilogy? Yeah. Okay. Mostly I think after the Apu trilogy. And he couldn't adapt it because he, what did he say? What was Because uh, see, I think more than originality for a film to work, authenticity plays an important role. Hmm. So over here, uh, this can be well directed. I mean, this novel can be well adapted. only by those who have seen or who has at least been exposed to the kind of world arkin arayan has created right and at that time i believe uh, for someone to adapt it because it's a rich setting to make a film about man to be really frank to create a whole village on its own and to make a film about it that mm-hmm. uh, would be very difficult of course malgudi was presented in a very like uh life like way in the doordarshan tv serial that came right 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 uh, and so the, the justice has been done with malgudi but mm. the justice wasn't done with the guide it, because it would have been fun to watch satyajit ray's adaptation yeah so but given his given his literary uh allusions given the fact that he was so into literature and he might have been able to adapt it better yeah uh, but again i'd say this is not uh, something you know you can do this uh, job by just knowing about the literature and everything true, true, true. you have to experience the culture because i am quoting one line from this novel uh, mm-hmm. in one particular section 
the narration says never disturb a south indian till he has his morning cup of coffee and his idli ha so these are those uh, you know nitty gritty things arkinarayan gets like absolutely perfect about uh, life in south indian villages again uh, like brown skinned boys in their newly stitched uniform smearing uh-huh. ashes to their forehead and going to a school under the tree mm. this is the atmosphere like arkinarayan creates he has probably lived and seen this very closely Mm. Huh. it can only be adapted by someone who was part of this world and ray's world was very different right and right. he is a very like authentic filmmaker in that sense mm. all his films mostly are set in bengal except for shatranj ke khiladi mm-hmm. which he has crafted very carefully it is set in lucknow and at the times of the siege of lucknow mm. yeah coming back to the guide yeah uh, in the novel there was uh, the childhood years of the protagonist raju yes, yes. they are explored beautifully yes they play a pretty important part in letting you know who this man is actually mm. and this thing has been completely uh, uh, opted out in uh, the film adaptation versions if you ask me i think it would be an overstatement but still uh, for anyone to properly adapt uh, this uh, novel it would take more than one film just mm-hmm. like uh, apu trilogy uh ah. the whole thing is adapted from two novels or one novel i guess but uh, i think it's quite the same with uh, the guide too because this man has like his five phases of his life are described in this novel man right i right. totally agree yeah. with that his childhood his uh time in the railways yes time as a businessman his time as a saint right you're right about that it can be adapted into four different films because these this character is so varied and and the world is so huge actually exactly and it it the, the world that arkinarayan had created of malgudi yeah i mean it it was it it fit perfectly into this novel that he had we can have a crossover of malgudi days and guide 2 <laughs> yeah hmm So tell me more about the movie apart from of course watching it for Devanand. Yeah. So, so what draws uh, you to the movie? What draws me to the movie are uh, of course the songs of the film actually. Aha. Uh-huh. So there are like uh, literature has this luxury of you know describing what's going on in the character's mind. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to films you know you have to show it through songs. right yeah and this film is like full of like beautiful songs we have heard uh, i mean like people who are not exposed to the cinema of the 60s might have probably heard these songs mm-hmm. yeah kya se kya ho gaya is a meme song for us <laughs> but the situation is very tragic and completely different in the film aaj phir jeene ki tamanna hai you might have heard it probably in all the bollywood stars instagram stories and everything <laughs> absolutely man yeah but this is a different quite different experience to watch this song come alive on the screen mm-hmm. and the picturization of songs this uh, songs no they establish the relationship between raju and uh, rosie okay. of course how can i not uh, talk about rosie mm-hmm. i'd say this film is about more about rosie than raju all right the protagonist i think is equally rosie if you uh, if you check out the cover of this novel actually mm. there is a dancing woman on the cover, cover and not yeah. uh, the protagonist 
right so right. this says a lot about that lady hmm the, the impact that she has on raju's life yeah and he was she was perhaps the one true love that he had in his life yeah the the only thing that uh, for whom he wasn't selfish yeah she was the only part of his life where he did something selflessly for someone else but Now, again he slowly gave into like the material pleasures and everything that comes with the package of course that that happens with love especially yeah. in this novel but uh now coming back to the movie yeah you're saying this relationship between raju and rosie this was explored would you say this was explored more in the movie than uh, its importance was in the novel uh i'd say like in the novel most of their conversations so things escalate a bit faster in the movie okay than in the novel obviously because the movie has to pay, like keep up with the 2 hour or 3 hour pace Mm-hmm. and so over here the songs do help a lot and their relationship is pretty vocal over here okay uh yeah and through dialogues and everything mm. yeah so i'd say like the movie uh, in the movie their relationship is pretty out there but uh, in the book it is very subtle because you have to guess what is the relationship between raju and rosie now that they have been living in a bungalow Mm. Uh, but in the movie it's pretty open they both live in two separate rooms and both of them are sad it can be covered quite well in a particular song right yeah so their their relationship relationship in the movie is quite open for all to see but in the novel like and, you right uh, if you could uh, ask me about the genre i'd say the novel the guide hmm. is a coming of age novel uh-huh. whereas uh, the film is a like more or less it's a romantic love story right yeah and raju in the novel is different from raju played by devanand okay so yeah. this this would be uh, the raju that i see in the novel is a pretty flawed character yes uh, i i mean forget about the flaws and everything just uh, let's just uh, first concentrate on the love story part okay uh, in the novel raju is someone who hasn't been uh, around women a lot right but in the film he's a charmer aha uh-huh. yeah and he convinces valen's sister to marry someone mm-hmm. more or less with his charm now this is after he becomes a saint right yes yes mm. yeah even in the film too like so uh the, he is slightly introverted in the movie uh in the novel right and in the movie he is a complete extrovert i mean even though uh, he is the top guide in malgudi mm. because there is no one else ah uh. yeah and in the movie it's different he is a top guide because of his skills because mm-hmm. of his extrovertedness so uh-huh. there is a slight character change also which happened in the film of course the flawed character that's a very deep topic to talk about and explore about because mm. this man hero uh, devanand playing this character cannot be morally gray at all right if that guy uh, would have been presented exactly as it is written in the book mm. trust me it would have given rise to more controversy than kabir singh <laughs> yeah yeah i can see that happening yes. true right about that because the flawed character of raju i mean it wouldn't make up for a very good hero but almost every man could relate to him but 
I can like clearly show you the difference between how flawed characters are portrayed in today's movies. All right. And being glorified and how Arkanaran portrayed flawed characters in his novel. Hmm. So in his novel like for example like uh, I just want to go a bit into the flashback. Okay. We were told that Marco was a principled <laughs> man by someone. In today's <laughs> world and names yet but yeah. on any world on in any world marco is an out and out misogynistic asshole i would totally agree to that uh-huh. but in like so over here what's happening is you are like seeing your character through the lens of your own moral high ground mm. so basically for you raju is a guy who convinced a woman to commit adultery mm. and rosie is an adulteress Mm. and marco is a principled man <laughs> yeah so but arkan aran doesn't judge his characters he doesn't right he doesn't and uh, more or less he portrays them in a very humane light without highlighting their bad behavior yeah and it's pretty natural yeah but in the film this man yeah. this man is not a flawed man who is you know just uh, who overcomes his flaws it mm. is shown in a very like uh, glor- it is glorified in the film this given man going to jail and Devan. becoming a changed man it is glorified in the film yeah, and given that it was played by devanan and the way yes, ball yes. was at that time yeah so that that is a given yeah it had to happen that way your protagonist your hero cannot be morally corrupt yeah but yeah that put it in a different league from the novel yes because the protagonist in the novel had a charm of its own yeah. i mean of course he's flawed of course he's Uh, a little on the shadier side but you still love him yeah you can you relate to him uh he, there's this one line that i remember he said while i was in prison while this guy mm-hmm. uh, raju was in prison he says that was the best time he ever had in his life oh god it's not such a bad place he says <laughs> yeah mm so yeah so this this is the charm i'm talking about that this character had yeah now and again i'd say he i know where he is coming from and why he had said that because he has experienced whatever material bliss he had to in his life he mm. had had everything at his disposal right that big bungalow a car and a front seat at rosie show <laughs> and rosie the most beautiful woman right so he he had them all huh yeah and to go from there yeah to sainthood yes that journey i'd say is not glorified in the novel it's shown as something very common something very mundane and something which is very natural raju mm. till the last moment i mean let's not give any spoilers mm. is just a man uh-huh. who is victim of circumstances okay That's in the it. movie now this is in the movie right no no in the novel mm mm-hmm. he's just you know uh, following wherever life is taking him hmm but i would say he's still driven by his yes uh, of course selfishness yeah he is still and uh, that change in the novel is very organic hmm right uh-huh. and uh, that change in the movie is somewhat artificial because all this uh, because of all this glory that is added to him mm-hmm. uh, it's like you know it's a written rule that he had to change but over here he had had a choice either he can 
all the decisions he took all the things he did as a saint hmm or something like which are completely different totally yeah he didn't do all those things for glory it was more or less instinctive behavior right yeah now i'd like to talk about the four phases or and how well they were explored in the movie itself now the childhood part you say was uh, did it exist at all no right in the in the english version okay uh, i'll talk about a particular montage in this film mm-hmm. so when uh, this raju the guide is fasting mm. in his mind different phases of his life all the characters come uh, to a particular place Mm. that is uh, his internal monologue kind of the saintly raju and the rich man raju uh, and the guide raju three of them will have a conversation mhm mm, that's a beautiful scene and in the english version just before the climax he remembers something his mother told him as a child uh-huh. those are the brief touches uh, they did to his past mm. i mean the past which is not even discovered or talked about in the movie Mm-hmm. that's it apart right. from that there is nothing because his childhood has built him it has taught him things he is basically a street smart guy who took advantage of whatever is happening him around <laughs> yeah even in the case of love even in the case of coming out of the jail and everything like he just he was just you know he took charge of the circumstances around him and made the best out of them now in the novel there is a very peculiar or i would rather say interesting aspect about this character yeah he was someone who could forge relationships pretty easily and these relationships were, were very strong yeah. be it be it either with rosy be it with velan be it with some prison guard or policeman in jail yeah or be it with bahadur yeah uh, gafur gafur right gafur yeah. uh, the driver that he had as a guide Yeah. Now how well are these relationships explored in the movie? Uh not not in the obviously because of the pace of the movie they can't go a bit too further in but mm-hmm. these are just characters which uh, which are passers by in his life. Aha. Uh-huh. They don't make any much of any impact. Comment on the relationship with his mom. Uh with his mom it is more or less the quintessential 60s uh, relationship it's just that in one scene the hero will come and like uh, put his head in his mom's lap and in the other scene there is a sentimental rona dona action <laughs> that's it nothing more uh hmm. again i'm telling you his relationship with his mom is also a pretty south indian thing over here an uncle you are afraid of is a must in a south indian family <laughs> Yeah. This is explored well in the novel as well though. Yeah, this is explored like pretty well in the novel. Mm. From the look of the uncle to the way he sleeps and eats. Mm. Everything and he does really intimidates good. this guy. Yeah. Yeah. He is on the verge of being thrashed off his, uh, by his uncle. Yes, exactly. Mm. Yeah. Now, uh in the present world we see this surge of slice of life cinema. Yes. Now, you know where I'm going with this, right? Yes, yes. So tell me that how how slice of life is this movie uh this movie uh if you ask me about the slice of life aspects of this film uh i think the the human relations uh, yes they do capture um, in a like what about the setting and the valleys and and rain 
these little things in the movie the songs oh uh, actually like they they don't uh, this is very constructed yaar yeah. this is very constructed and artificial and sometimes you have to enjoy that in order to appreciate the mundane that yeah. is the slice of life mm-hmm. i believe because if you don't enjoy that if you don't enjoy that song and dance i don't think so you will be able to appreciate something very subtle as the guide Mm-hmm. If you, like I don't want to talk about the rain because it will be a spoiler uh, for those who haven't read the novel or those who haven't watched the movie. Right, right. Yeah, that that's a pretty important aspect. Yes. That that would be a spoiler, like you said. Uh, how long is Raju as a saint explored in this movie? Is it is it for the it's, last? It's uh, pretty movie? less actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, if uh, you could ask me, uh, the English film, uh, the English version of this. it has uh, almost some like uh, 40 minutes the english film is i am talking about is again very linear mm. so uh, the last 40 or 50 minutes are about his life as a saint mm. uh, but uh, the hindi version it explores the starting like some 10 20 minutes yeah because in the then novel it doesn't come back uh, till the climax of the film because in the novel it starts off with raju the saint man yes yes and how he deals with this so called sainthood that is thrust upon him by those yeah. villagers yeah uh, that that was funny and that was very uh, what should i say it was a different aspect of his character that we thought uh, that we saw yeah even the, the, that is equally funny in this uh, movie in fact mm-hmm. he this man has a debate with the village priest in the movie okay mm-hmm. this man acts as a social reformer in the village <laughs> yeah what social reform does he does there does he do there uh, he is ba- he basically exposes the pundits of the village saying they are looting money for everything and something very very simple and something very like something very like condescending uh-huh. we want to show this man as a hero so he is doing this something like that <laughs> not like uh, the things which happen in the the book yeah because this is exactly the opposite of what happened in the book he was yeah. actually looting the people there yes yes and getting them to bring him bondas and yeah. what not oh god the his craving for bonda man that is not even mentioned over here like that is a nat- that is very natural man mm. i mean i have experienced that in the lockdown so i know how natural it is <laughs> yeah your craving for bondas is still on yeah you know my cravings for okay let's not go there at all this will become something else entirely yes but yeah i i'd like your concluding remarks on the movie so the movie you know what's the best part about having the three different versions of this thing mhm these three different things are set in three different worlds right so the the real uh, like the aspect of realism is in the novel Hmm. the aspect of formalism is in the film that is through all the like very formal way uh, they show all the shots the songs and very composed frames and everything which is not very slice of life like mm-hmm. you know you are watching a film and you know you are watching devanand over there mm-hmm. so yeah something like that and uh, the english version of the film is all about how the americans perceive indians <laughs> in the hindi version there is a car uh, going on on the road and nobody gives like nobody bats an eye about that mm-hmm. and in the english version the car is going in which raju marco and rosie are going and people run behind it mm-hmm. so that's a very you know white man's perspective of india right 
yeah so uh, the beauty of this thing is that if i know one story mm. which is set in one world mm. i can also explore the other two worlds right and i can also take things from there exactly so somebody who loves content and somebody who loves to you know have that feeling of uh, if you have just finished the novel and if you want to just watch the movie and still feel like you know i want to be in this world mm i want to explore this world more mm-hmm. you can go ahead and watch it or if you watched and loved the film and you want to have that feeling for like even more amount of time you come mm. back and read the novel so you're saying this is a cure for our withdrawal symptoms yes <laughs> yeah so i mean and like, an adaptation uh, as uh, we mentioned should take something from the novel uh, or something from the source material and mm. it should build upon it right if you are taking away the essence of the novel and mm. complementing it with something the masses love mm. or something like the non intelligentsia and intellectual people should understand Mm-hmm. you are basically serving this story to everyone mm i say that's a great adaptation man right yeah but if you are asking about if you ask any book lover he will tell the book is better yeah <laughs> because obviously that, he, he feels like adaptation. he's living in the world over there mm-hmm. yeah that, that that i think would be the case with any adaptation or most of the adaptations yes. which we will be discussing more yeah this series So I'd like the listeners to please like approach us on Instagram. We are here on Instagram at the rate classics covered. Please do follow our podcast and go back yeah, and listen to our first episode. The adaptation that you have. Yeah. Please do list, please do send us recommendations. We'd love to read and we'd love to discuss the adaptations and misadaptations. Mm. Any concluding remarks Dada? Ah uh, right. So I would say this is one of those novels which can be termed as slice of life as well if there's a term for novels for that. Yeah. But like you said these are three different worlds. Yes. And you enjoy every every one of these worlds, right? Yeah. They have charm of their own, they have uh characters of their own, they have a different world of their own like you said. Yeah. Each have their own merits, each have uh their own their own intrigue of inviting you or of Uh, drawing you towards them so i would yeah. say one would enjoy all of them now closing remarks from you uh i want everyone like to just i want everyone who appreciated the movie to appreciate the novel mm. and vice versa i think that would be the best way to appreciate and take the best of the two worlds that exist right so that that would be the perfect way to end this that you know anyone who's listening this if you're if we could intrigue you or if we have intrigued you towards going back and watching this movie or going back and uh, exploring this novel that, that would be the best for all right yeah so, all right so that's it for today's episode we'll be back with more yeah thank you guys bye bye